Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. You're very welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport. David Sheehan with you until four o'clock. Now, Drogheda United have been busy re-signing players ahead of their return to the Premier Division. So far, Tim Clancy has retained 13 of last season's squad with only Derek Prendergast, Adam Wickstead and Richie O'Farrell departing. Of the new arrivals in 2020, Hugh Douglas made a huge impact at United Park, particularly after the restart and was a key figure in securing promotion. And I'm delighted to say Hugh joins me on the line now. Uh, Hugh, it was a wonderful season for Drogheda United and you proved to be a key figure as I said there but take us back to this time last year when when you were released from Bray because I was reading some of your comments at the time and not just maybe disappointment but you seemed quite hurt by the way it ended there Yeah it was a tough time for me personally Um, I was there for a good five years and had some great moments on the pitch and obviously in the media it was uh, publicised with some bad moments Um, personally with myself I I had to go through the turmoil of not having my uh, operation paid for and uh, the rehabilitation, the actual cost of that itself, uh, coming out of my own pocket. So, um, sticking with the club during those times and really being a local lad and playing for his local team, um, I didn't want to bad out the club in any way. So, I, I just got on with it. And um, for them to kind of release me in the way that they did, um, it, was, it was a bad sour note to end it on. But um, I suppose I always look back and at football for you, you don't know really what's going to happen from one year to the next, really, in this league. Yeah, and like you know, you've been around the league for long enough. Do you do you see any of that kind of stuff improving? Because we hear these, we've heard these kind of stories, or we've heard them quite a lot over the years. And yours is just one example of many. Do you get the sense that things are are improving and that the PFAI are, are kind of gaining more of a foothold? And and stories like that that you just told us mightn't be happening as often in the future. Yeah, fingers crossed that with the guidance of the PFA uh, here in Ireland. Um, contracts can be more secure for players hopefully in the future I don't think it'll be in my lifetime but hopefully it'll be a standard across the board where a 52 week contract will be the standard for any player signing a one year deal and hopefully um, these incidents won't occur uh, for any other player going forward but I I, I can always say that um, from the outside in as a fan being from the league itself first of all um, there's been great strides made and I think I think the social media teams in, in clubs have really highlighted um, the good and and the great of the, the volunteers that are behind the scenes and how how well clubs are run. I think um, those days of players being left high and dry, whether it be wages or operations, not being paid for. I I think they're they're in the past. I don't I don't want to jinx anything, but um, I definitely think that clubs um, both on and off the field are taking the right directions to. Uh, to make this league more professional for the players. 
Yeah, so you, you had that kind of uh, disappointing exit from Bray. Clearly, it worked out all right for you in the end. You, you joined Drogheda. The beginning of the season, I remember going along to cover the matches and I was quite surprised because, you you know, you were a high enough profile signing for Drogheda. You'd been, you were a well-established player with, with Bray for many years. But you weren't getting a start at the beginning of the season. Jack Chute was starting and it was only after the restart, as I said at the top of the interview there, that you you really established yourself and became a, a kind of a crucial figure in the team. Was it a little bit frustrating at the beginning that you, you weren't getting a game or was there, was there maybe a, a fitness issue there? I, I've been around the league a long time and to, to not start the first few games isn't, isn't the end of the world. Um, obviously, people want to play that first league game at home or if it's away, because it's always a big crowd, and you want to be involved in those big moments. But it's it, it's not it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, really, in this league. It's such a tough, especially the first division, such a tough league to get out of. So I just knew if I if I kept my head and obviously I'm an experienced player, I, I I'm not going to throw my toys out of the pram. I I'm, I was very grateful to get the opportunity to come to draw and work with such great coaches and um, a great squad. So I just knew if I bide my time, worked hard, and obviously I used the months. I uh, used the months in the in the COVID period during the first lockdown to to really work on my fitness and doing sessions behind closed doors with with maybe Chris Lyons, who's another local lad in Bray, obviously keeping our social distance. So um, yeah, I, I just knuckled down and I just said to myself, if I work hard, then I I can hold my hand up at the end of the year and say, well, you gave it your all, and whether game time was limited, it was no fault of your own. That it was down to lack of hard work, you know. Yeah, and like when I, you know, I mentioned there that the restart came in, you you established yourself as a as a regular in the team, and you formed a, a really good partnership with Derek Prendergast. He even popped up with an assist from for that goal he got against Wexford. And I spoke to Derek after the Cabin Teeley game after you'd gotten promotion, and he spoke really highly of you and, and the partnership you two guys had. He's obviously gone now. Are you sorry to see Derek leaving the club? Yeah, I, I was very I was very sad to see him leave. Obviously, the, the man um, is held in high regard in, in the league. Um, Anyone that's played with him or shared a dressing room, dressing room with him can only have a high word to say about Derek. And he's an ultimate pro. And I don't know if it's the first that it's done, but he, he's, it's the first I've seen anyway to, to win the back-to-back league title in the first division with two different teams. And it, it kind of, I, I, I sent him a message at the end of the year. I just said to him, "We wouldn't have won the league without you, Derek. And you, way the way you look after yourself, regarding your training, your nutrition." For your age to win back-to-back league titles with two different teams on the trot um, is, is some achievement. So he'll be a huge miss around the league, around the club, and uh, hopefully he continues on in the first division next year because there's definitely fighting the dog left anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things he mentioned about about your partnership was that you kind of complemented each other well, and you know. Even though it was a new partnership this season and a new goalkeeper behind you as well, of course, David Adamosa, who had a great season as well. The two fullbacks were there last season, but you two guys at the centre of the defence, such a strong partnership that, that formed. And he kind of said, you know, you, you complemented each other in terms of your style of play. Was that something you kind of go along with? Yeah, D- Derek is very much a, an organiser and, and, a, and a leader. It's hard to explain. He, he's a leader who, who talks his way through games, he organises guys around him guys around him on the pitch and for me maybe I'm a bit more action I, I, I win my my duels I, I win my headers I win my tackles so I, I definitely think the two of us complemented each other and um, we always try and organise the, the squad in front of us we try and give as much instruction and guidance to the younger players and I think David this year had a great year and um, so I think the three of us and, and the, the spine of the team and, and, and players on the wings as well um, we kind of just 
gelled well after the restart when we really needed most. And obviously the run-in as well. I think it was seven out of the eight games, maybe I think it was, that, that we won um, in the lead-up to that Kevin Healy game. So, um, yeah, it was definitely the experience with Derek and his guidance from his previous years uh, really helped us get through to that Kevin Healy game and obviously get over the line and, and win the match. It was a very nervous end to the season. I mean, you went down to Bray, and I'll, I'll touch on this one now. You, that must have been a, a really satisfying one for you. You go down to Bray, you win one nil. That puts you top of the league. Now there was a, a little wobble the following weekend against uh, against Athlone, I think it was. But you know that game against Bray, I thought that was actually the best performance I saw from Drogheda this season because you know it was really workmanlike. But it it looked very organised. He looked in control the whole way through the game. Bray didn't really threaten too much. But for you personally, was that the kind of standout moment from the season? It must have been a pretty sweet one to go down there after everything that happened. Yeah, personally, that 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 was my um, that was my highest moment. Um, I was on cloud nine. For the, for the whole weekend after that Friday night result and just just to go back to the Carlisle and there was so much riding on the game and I remember Tim and Sean Brennan and Kevin the, the experienced guys saying to me before the game that you have nothing to prove here to anyone in Bray you just go out and play your normal game and um, I just prepared so well that week regarding obviously your training your sleep your nutrition and uh, yeah, to get that result out, out, out in the Carlisle and the seaside against my former team, and obviously t- the ramifications of that to the, the leapfrog them to the top spot in the league, and it was a huge result for us. I think obviously I've only joined this project th- this year or this time last year, so I think previous years gone by, it's that kind of steel and that maybe small bit of experience to, to get through those big, big games that have a lot riding on it. So I think. The, the lads showed a tenfold um, in that game like in the Carlow that night to, to really show that we were title contenders The lads told you before the game you didn't have anything to prove I, I suspect you might have felt you did though uh, Yeah personally yeah you always have, you have self-doubt and um, yeah, you have your own your own your personal criticisms of yourself why things maybe didn't work out at Bray or your own performances and you, you kind of have to I wouldn't say their nerves but you have to just tunnel them in the right direction and bring it out and the best in yourself to go out and perform and for me personally I just wanted to obviously get the result for the United and really put us in a great position going into the final running games that were on top of the table but personally I just wanted to prove people wrong that in, in the club itself and obviously the people who made the decision to let me go um, that it was the wrong decision and we uh, we obviously as a team that we obviously as a team that night we uh, we don't done the business, and personally, I, uh, I believe I proved a lot of people wrong the night that maybe it was the wrong decision to let me go. But sure, that's uh, that's that, that's a long time gone now. So yeah, and it worked out. It worked out well, if you, as he said. Take us back to that night in Stradbrook against Cabin Teeley. You go into that game knowing that a win guarantees you promotion, no matter what Bray do. At half time, it's nil nil. Um, Bray are leading one nil in their game. And I know, I, I think I read that Tim didn't actually say it to you, but it, it was obvious from his body language that you had to go out and win. Was there any kind of nervousness in the dressing room at halftime? Were you confident you'd be able to go out in the second half and get that result? I, I believe, I firmly believe before the game, the lads were, were cool and calm. It was a very smooth moment. There was just a few words said. There, there was no there was no anticipation where we were trying to overexcite ourselves or trying to ramp things up where maybe we went a bit beyond um, our preparations in previous games that we just tried to take this as just one game and obviously there was a lot of riding on it of course I, I believe that but I think 
before the game, we were we were cool, calm, the warm was very good. Before the game, obviously in the dressing room, everyone said their bit and we're ready to go. And at a half time, yeah, Tim didn't really say that the results um, down the road in the Midlands were were going against us. He just by our body language, he just said, lads, we're getting no favours from anywhere else tonight. So I think that message hit home with a lot of us there and. Obviously, we we regrouped and we reorganised, and I think when we came out, we looked like a different animal on the pitch that second half. And then obviously, the two goals were fantastic to to win the title for Drogheda. You've played in the um, in the Premier Division before, as we said. What's the biggest difference? Do you know? Do you think when you come up from the First Division? I mean, we hear at any level of any sport when you go up, you know, you've got less time. It's more physical. It's faster. Is that kind of the biggest step up, or, or is, is there a big gap between you know the the middle to bottom of the Premier Division and the top of the First? Do you think? Um, there definitely is a, a big gap in the sense where you look at the, the top half of the Premier Division, where some of the teams are majority of teams in that top half are, are full time so they're getting a lot more contact time where they're in fitness work and technical aspects of the game and obviously um, they're technical where they're getting more coaching from their staff so um, I just I just believe you, you don't you, can, you can't switch off in the Premier Division it, it's a sense it, sorry it's, it's where the, the players and the quality of players in, in the top flight they'll punish you if you um, if you make a mistake or you can switch off for that one moment in the game. So um, I think our games against Pats um, and Derry in the Cup and obviously a few pre-season friendlies um, this year, um, you can see there's a, there's a big difference in quality of player. And I think that, that goes for the Premier Division in general over the last year. So standard has got a lot better. Obviously teams qualifying for, for later stages in Europe and obviously Europa League group stages that there is a abundance of talent in the Premier Division where you're getting a lot of players from all from Europe and England that are trying to express or maybe get back on the ladder themselves to get back over to the, the higher leagues in Europe. But uh, it definitely, it's definitely a fitness and technical aspect where you can de- you can never switch off in the Premier Division. Just very finally, we've seen in recent seasons that promoted teams tend to struggle. Obviously, Shelburne this season being the latest example. How do you think the Drahodic squad at the moment is is equipped? And you know where would you like to see? Obviously, thirteen players have re-signed. There'll be more players to come in. Do you have any uh, views? I'm sure you won't want to be telling Tim and Kevin how to do their business. But do you have any views on on where you know you think you maybe might need to strengthen a little bit more? I think I, I think in previous years gone by the squads that I've been involved in, and it's the League of Ireland. It's a strange league where you don't see a continuity of the group of players from previous years. So. Obviously, you have 32-week contracts, 36-week contracts, and it's like a year-on-year base. Everyone's waiting for the next year or the year after that. So I think this year, it's fantastic to see Tim and Kev doing the business so early and keeping that core nucleus of players from the previous year together. I think that camaraderie and that bond will stand to us. Obviously, we'll need to add to that. and Obviously, maybe a bit more experience with the loss of Dell and um I think Tim and Kev will be on the money. Whatever players they bring in, I'm sure that they're uh, they're um, they're working hard behind the scenes at the moment to to bring uh, bring in and recruit the right type of players for this club. Just one final one. We we talked obviously uh, plenty of times over the last few months with various people about the COVID situation, and I know it's impacted you directly in terms of in terms of your work situation because you were a teacher. But that obviously has changed in in the last few months. How difficult was that for you? You might explain to people what happened there. 
Yeah, I, I was a I was a PE teacher and, and dean of students in a, in a boarding school in Bray, and it was an international school for um uh, sorry it was an international boarding school. So obviously we were hit hard with, with numbers for next year, and obviously the the board of directors and, and the people at that be um, decided not to go ahead with reopening the school for the school year or for the uh, oncoming academic year. So. Um, yeah, I've, I've had a complete career change. I'm now working with CPM on a Diageo contract. Um, so it's it's a complete a complete change for me working from um, an academic setting to um, to the off trade and um, a lot of off license visits and store visits with Diageo. So um, it's a complete change for me. But I suppose I'm one of the lucky ones. I understand how hard people have been hit with um, employment status in this country and obviously the tough times that everyone's gone through. So I'm very grateful to be, to be working at the moment. And would you see yourself going back to the to the teaching in a year or two time if things change again? Ah, definitely. Yeah, it, it was my passion. It was my passion in the first place to, to get into that line of work. So um, I'm just I'm just very lucky at the moment to be, to be working in, in the first place. But obviously if things do change and hopefully they do for everyone where the economy picks back up, we can all um, get back to some normality. Well, listen, Hugh, uh, thanks so much for taking the call. Congratulations once again on, on a great season with Trotty United and the promotion and best of luck for the Premier next season. I'm sure we'll be talking to you over the course of that season whenever it gets up and running. Thanks again for taking the call. Thanks very much for having me, Joe. Appreciate it. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 